Yo, 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 what is up, y'all? We're back on another episode of Ralph Sports. And it's that time of the year that most of us are always expecting in the NBA, the offseason and the NBA draft. Now, these are the times where, like, a bunch of rumors start floating around and got us thinking, like, oh, shit, maybe this might work, maybe that might work. But also, again, the NBA season is going to begin on December 22nd. I know we're all excited about that because we just finished the NBA Finals and we're now going back to a season and we're going to see all our favorite teams. We're going to see some teams pop up back how they used to be, such as the Golden State Warriors, who are now going to be fully healthy with Clay and Steph. And then you got the Nets coming back with KD and Kyrie Irving. There's a lot of anticipation, a lot of things going around, but best believe there will be a lot of roster moves and there's a lot of expectations there's a very high commodity out there in the name of drew holiday will he be a new orleans pelicans by next season a lot of teams want this two-way guard very uh diverse very great playing the one to the three and always wants to guard the best player on the opposing team He's been linked to multiple teams such as the Brooklyn Nets, the Atlanta Hawks, and now, most recently, the Boston Celtics. Now, even though the Boston Celtics have a lot of draft picks in their arsenal, you know, shout out to my uh, Nets who gave them that for that Paul Pierce, KG, and, uh, yeah, well, let's not finish that. But, you know, Boston, if they grab Drew Holiday, they're back again with another roster that will make them very effective and dangerous in the uh, Eastern Conference. But the thing is, already to part early with Kimball Walker. That's the thing, though, is because Kimball Walker was really good for the team. But after one season, really just send them away. Because there's, like, there's, there's no way um, New Orleans will make a trade for Drew, if not taking back at least Kemba, because there's nobody else the Celtics will actually send, even with draft picks, you know what I mean? They'll want a guard in return. And then that's when you start thinking, though, that wouldn't be a good trade on the Pelicans' part because you can't really link a backcourt of Lonzo and Kemba because Lonzo's not a two-guard, he's a one, especially because he can't really shoot effectively, which he found his jump shot at the end of the season, but lost in the bubble, but then he's not very effective at attacking the rim, so look at him, and uh, Kemba will be very weird, but Kemba is a good offensive player, but the thing is, with Drew, it could work, because then Boston Boston Celtics got a whole arsenal of uh, Tatum, Brown, and then you got Drew, like, yikes. But that, 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 I only see that going around like in a three-team trade possibly because I'm more than sure they want to offload Gordon Hayward. So then that'll be like a three-team trade with those three guys in uh, Gordon, Kemba, Drew, but who would be the third team, you know? The Celtics do want a center. They, they need a five. And Thies is not really going to cut it. So maybe add the Indiana Pacers in there, right? Send Miles Turner to the Boston Celtics. And then maybe Gordon Hayward goes to Indiana. Hopefully, that will help uh, Oladipo wanting to stay. And if TJ Warren played like he did in the NBA restart, then that will be very, that'll be like a low-key dangerous big three. Not going to say they're going to be like the best one, but like, you know, they there will be weapons around there. Then you got um, Drew going to Boston with, again, Tatum and Brown. And then you got Kemba in New Orleans with Zion, Brandon, and Lonzo. 
becomes the backcourt for me. But it could possibly work. But the thing is, if Drew goes to the Atlanta Hawks, then now you got a lot of pressure off of Trey Young. Now Trey Young doesn't have to worry about guarding the opposing point guards, who usually basically the point guard position is very it's a hot it's very elite position in the NBA. So you get the weight off of Trey guarding the point guard so he could focus on the offensive side, and then Drew just handles that. But then that will most likely mean that the uh, the Hawks got to send away maybe a draft pick with Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter or John Collins. One of them have to go. One of them have to. I would say they'll send DeAndre Hunter because John Collins is already more of an established player on the, in, in that uh, culture and organization, and he's already polished enough to help win some more games. But again, DeAndre Hunter, well, he guard basically the two to the five, good defensive player, and he started developing a nice little three-point stroke. So he can basically be the same, but I'm more than sure I see like a, maybe one or two draft picks, Cam Reddish, and uh, Hunter going because I'm more sure they're very fond of uh, Kevin Hoyter, so that's why they'll send Cam Reddish out. But then again, here comes a very elite one, which I would personally love is the Brooklyn Nets. You know, like obviously we'll have to part ways with Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and if that's the th- those three doesn't work out with that, they'll probably have to add like a draft pick in there. I'll even throw this year's first round pick in there just to get that because then Drew is the backcourt of Kevin, uh, backcourt of Kyrie Irving, which helps hide Kyrie's defensive liability, liability, and then helps him be like the third star of the team, which we're looking for. You know what I mean? So then a Drew, KD, Kyrie—that's already—that's already like, pfft, if not the best team in the East, that's top three by default. You know. And we're all expecting, you know, KD, who had basically over a year to heal from his um, Achilles injury. He's probably, like, if he's back to at least his remote self, is over. Like, the league is over. But there's a lot of other names linked to the Brooklyn Nets, you know, like James Harden. Um, Would that be a thing? That's going to be pricey. I personally, obviously, who wouldn't want a score and hit in James Harden? But, like, I'm not trying to send three, like, for a fact, it's going to be like, what, three draft picks down the line with Karis, Spencer, and Allen just to accommodate that contract that he has. But a, a big three of Harden, Kyrie, and KD is, again, in, that's, that's over the top. Like, bro, one of them is going to be on the court every time. So we're going to be chilling. But it's just like, ah, oh, just, I, you know, still PTSD, bro, of all these, like, giving out a bunch of things just to get something back, and then sh- shit hits the fan, you feel me? But you never know. Things is, is I, I just want to do the right move because right now we're we're top, we're, we're beast team in the league right now in the East. So adding one more piece would be awesome. But the thing is, what would that piece be? You know? Um, there's, you know, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna leave the lens to the side, but there, there's a lot of things because, you know, this the hot the hot topic out here right now is is the issue in Houston, you know, because Russ wants out. Harden is rumored to leave, but he said he's locked in for the season and wants to stay. We uh, we don't believe that Houston like we uh, I've been saying a lot that Houston doesn't have a winning strategy. They don't. You can't 
you can't run a small a small ball offense and expect to win the games. Uh, you can't. You can't just, you know, watch Harden play ball and then, you know, he'll kick out. Or you, you can't play a one-man team, bro. You can't shoot yourself into a game. You can't shoot yourself out of the game. Like, you you can't live and die by a three. We've seen this regimen in the NBA before and it never works. It does not work. <laughs> the thing is, with there's, there's rumors of a Philly and Houston trade that will switch basically Harden and Ben. That obviously Philly will love that in Harden and uh, Joel Embiid, but that will be the worst shooting backcourt <laughs> in the NBA if you got Ben and Russell. So my honest opinion is the fact that Harden does not go to Philly unless Houston gets rid of Russell first. You need to get rid of Russell before you get rid of Harden because that will determine what's going to go on. And also, you can't just trade Harden to Philly and expect Ben and Russell to work together because one, sure, Ben says he's getting more comfortable shooting the jump shots now. But the thing is, Ben is best with the ball in his hands. He's an elite playmaker. And the reason why Russell is upset with the Houston Rockets is because he doesn't like the fact that people lack accountability on that team. The culture is not right. And the fact is he wants to go back to being the floor general. Like he wants to orchestrate the offense, not half the time, not a third of the time, like the whole time. So bringing a pure point guard in Ben Simmons at 6'10", who does what he wants to any defense, but can't shoot with Russell, who can't shoot, but still is basically a smaller Ben, is not going to work. It's not. Now, there's a lot of rumors with Russell, and I personally feel like you got to bring him to the Garden whenever the Garden decides to open, because, you know, we're all in this pandemic. But I say bring him to New York. And you guys know how I feel about the New York Knicks, man. I'm not a Knicks fan. Fuck them niggas. But, you know, it, it'll bring them back to relevancy. And then, you know, as I was talking with a, with a group of people, is the fact is, like, if you bring Russell to New York, then you got uh, the rivalry in, in, in Brooklyn and New York. Then you got KD and Russell. Because remember when uh, um, Russell... And KD faced off when he was when he went to the Golden State Warriors. That was that was that tension there. Like I'm, Russell was like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Like you feel me? Like they they worked hard, you know. Like it, that'll be nice, you know. That'll be super nice. Both t- those Nets Knicks games will be crazy, sold out every night. Um, like that'll be like a nice little like media outlets right there, bro. Like great for both sides. And then like you know, Russell's back to being the floor general because the Knicks got need help. It's just, again, that backer will be very upsetting. It would be like the same situation in Houston if it was Ben and Russell, is the fact that you got R.J. Barrett and Russell, two dudes who cannot shoot. And, again, Russell, uh, R.J. is only, like, 19, 20. So, like, he still has time to develop a jump shot, you know? So, like, there's still a chance for him to be great. But, like, at the moment, it's, like, it's not going to be good, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, there's rumors about, like, the Knicks and Rockets trade. Like, you know, the Knicks get... Um, Russell Westbrook, right? And then all they got to do is send out is Wayne Ellington, Bobby Portis, Frank Nicanina, Kevin Knox, and the 2021 second-round pick. See, I would tweak this a bit and give the Houston Rockets this year's first-round pick if case the Knicks uh, can't trade up to get LaMelo or if they can't trade for maybe like a Chris Paul type, but that's if Oklahoma will want that. Because they offer the same package to OKC and get Chris Paul, but like age wise, you want thirty five or thirty two, you know. So, you know, not taking anything from Chris Paul, but like age wise, you want the right more guys on the right side of their age than later. 
But again, I will tweak that and give them the first round pick. Maybe give them twenty twenty one second round and the first round, uh, their uh, number nine pick overall this year, and then. You know, Bow would execute the trade because the pieces here. You guys probably love you guys highway robbery. I was I was told that when I was speaking about it with one of my one of my one of my people that that's highway robbery because basically the Knicks aren't giving up anything. But I'm saying is that the basically the, the main pieces in you hear you hearing that offer is basically Kevin Knox and Frank Nicanina. Basically, the Knicks are terrible at developing their players. They drafted Kevin Knox because of his offensive capability he got in Kentucky has not translated because the Knicks haven't given him the ch- like the keys to do things. Frank Nicanina, he came in supposed to be the point guard of the future, defensive minded, could, could basically orchestrate a couple things on the offense and help him out, but the, the Knicks never gave him a chance. Frank and Kevin have not gotten the chance they have. So maybe if they go to Houston and get this trade, they will have the chance to develop into the player that they were projected to be. You know what I mean? So this could be a good trade for both sides. Another trade with the which that was linked with Russell is the Detroit Pistons, basically that Russell and the 2021 second round pick of Houston go to Detroit and then uh, Houston get Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is not washed up. He is not trash. He is good. And when he's healthy, he is balling out. And then the fact that he became more of a playmaker now and a shooter now, just to like lay back on his offense, his you know athleticism from not dunking and stuff like that, because he can still attack the basketball. Get me wrong, but like now Blake is more of a threat everywhere. So if you link that with with James Harden, if they decide to keep him, that would be a great, great duo there. The thing is, again, you cannot play that small ball offense because you do not want to put Blake at the five. Blake is not a five; he's a four. You feel me? You don't put him up against somebody strong because now you're you're messing up a couple things. Because again, sure, offense on the offensive side, he could probably blow by somebody, step back three, get somebody open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that you cannot put him in a position to have to guard a seven footer or higher. Like those are strong people, those are big dudes. It's gonna be like yikes. You know what I mean? But that's the trade I think that wins. But there's another one that I saw, which was uh, with the Clippers. Now, the thing is, do you want to link Russ and PG together again? You know what I mean? Because he left after that season with Russell and then um, put him with Kawhi. The thing is, again, do you want the ball in the hands of Russell and then let Kawhi and PG do the thing? Because, again, this is Kawhi's team. Understand, he is the top dog there. The Clippers is Kawhi's team. Now, can Russ take the back seat again? He doesn't want the back seat. He wants the keys to the car. And that that trade thing would be the Russell won the 2021 second round pick to the Clippers. And then the Rockets get Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Zubach, Rodney Magruder, and uh, Kabengo, one of their bench warmers. That's not enticing enough at all for the Rockets to want that, to be honest with you. So, uh, so I say the Detroit Pistons win that, you know, but the thing is, Russ is a high commodity. That man is nice. People are slacking. People keep saying he's trash. He's a bum. That man is not a bum. He is nice. Put some respect on his name. I already said it and I'm saying it again. Bring him to New York. That gives the Knicks their point guard for the next three years. That gives... Maybe people wanting to go to New York now because now there's an all-star there, uh, MVP, uh, a man who puts his heart and soul 
into the game of basketball and plays at 110%, bro. So I say pull that. But if the Knicks do not want to waste all those assets, there's a guy out there that basically said he wants to cash out, and that's Fred Van Fleet. He said it, and shout out to him for saying that, bro. Homeboy said that I'm not going to say I prioritize winning because I'm already a champ. I want to get paid. And the Knicks, you better throw that dude the bag. Swear to God. Like, you better just give Van Fleet the bag because he's proven that he could play in the highest level. He showed that he could play in the biggest stage, and he balls out, and he's a good point guard, and he knows what he has to do. The Knicks, I see them doing that. I see them. They can't get Russ. They can't get CP3. They can't get LaMelo Ball. They can't get a real point guard in the draft that they will go for Fred Van Fleet. Now, would he come to New York? I 100% believe it because he'll have the keys to the car. That's all the player ever wants when they cash out, too, is like, yo, I want the keys to the car. You feel me? And he will be the main focal point in that Knicks uh, organization. There's a new management there, you know? I mean, Dolan's still Dolan. But, like, you know, you got a nice little front office person there now that, you know, will make it happen. Or Fred Van Fleet could go to Detroit. You feel me? You know, Dan Casey, do his thing. But... That's these these are names and faces that you know then he's gonna have to do. And here's like a random one here is that because the Orlando Magic are willing to trade their 15th pick and Aaron Gordon to go up in the draft. Imagine the Knicks be like, you know what? I'll take that. Give me Aaron Gordon and that 15 round pick. And then the Orlando gets the ninth pick. And then the Knicks will get like another, like either the best available at that at number 15 or try to draft another point guard to point guard to get the keys to. Who knows, bro? But the thing is, there's so much things that could happen right now. There's a lot of rumors going on. It's crazy and it's insane. But, like, uh, man, just the point guard thing is very crazy. It's crazy. But the thing is, I want to bring a hot take here. And this is a crazy hot take that I don't think much of you guys are going to appreciate. Is the fact is, is that what if James Harden is the issue right now? Y'all bash a lot of NBA players saying they're bad teammates. They're not this. They're not that. They're this. But what if James Harden is the issue here? Dwight Howard left Houston when he pulled up. Y'all probably going to be like, oh, Dwight ain't shit. Cool. Chris Paul wanted out of Houston. And he got out. Russell now wants out of Houston. We are probably going to be like, oh, it's Russell. Nobody wants to play Russell. Russell makes everybody worse. But those are credible names. Players with great resumes. James Harden. Does he take accountability? Does he take the leadership role? Does he listen to criticism? That's a rumor that came out that's saying like when Russ orchestrated when Russ orchestrated a team meeting and basically went around the room starting with himself talking about what needs to be done better. When it was James's turn, James did not want to hear it. We all know James Harden doesn't play defense. We all know he's a scoring machine. He develops a nice little playmaking in him, but the thing is, the man takes about twenty to thirty to forty shots a game. The majority of his shots are three point shots. Like I said, you cannot live and die by the three. It's not going to take you anywhere. The thing is, 
is that when are when when is that going to be the narrative that James Harden is the bad teammate? When is it going to be the narrative that he cannot carry a team? Offense can take you so far, and even de- lining yourself up with defensive players. What's going on? I want I want to hear what you got to say about that. Like, is James Harden really not the issue? Is he the issue? Like, I want y'all to like you feel me? Because nobody talking about that, bro. Nobody talks about is James. Because he's had a lot of players come and go, bro. But y'all want to look at y'all want to point fingers at somebody else. So let's have that conversation. You know. Now let's 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 shift over to the baseball side because I'm super hyped, man. Like thank God, because first and foremost, as you guys know, for the past episodes, I am a Mets fan. I've suffered so much, so much annoyance and stuff. But man, we are finally in the lights. We're finally in. A good position, man. We're away from the Wilpons. And we are now with Steve Cohen. A billionaire man who says we are going to attack free agency head on. And we're going to improve the roster. Thank God. We've let go of players such as Yonis Cespedes, which is finally. Because, like, bro, you did not do shit but rob us of money. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. We, I highly, I have high hopes. I have high hopes. You feel me? And that man is amazing at speaking to the media because he said it himself that if we do not win a championship in three to five years, it's a disappointment. And it's a fact because I've been saying it every year and not to sound like a broken record or just because I'm a Mets fan, I'm biased, is because we are built to win. It's just we get injured. Our freaking bullpen is garbage. And then, like, our play, we are. Half our position players are not it, but you feel me? Like let's let's talk these rumors because we're you know we're linked with Trevor Bauer, who is this year's NL Cy Young winner. Link them with Jacob Degrom. It's over. Sign George Springer and throw him in that center field position with Conforto on the side. It's over. Make a trade for Francisco Lindor. Put him in that infield with Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonzo. Oh, my God. And if we could sign JT Ramuto, bro, with our pitching staff of freaking DeGrom, hopefully Bauer, fucking Stroman who accepted the qualifying offer. And whenever uh, Syndergaard comes back from his uh, surgery, whoo-wee. And I said a lot of names right now because it, 100% we're not going to grab all those dudes. We're not. It's not, it's, it's not doable. It's not possible. And it's like, come on. We, we don't live in a fantasy world. But it's just the fact that we're going to be back in relevancy. And then the NL East is finally going to be competitive again. Everybody's a spender in there, bro. And we're going to be crazy. But the thing is, you know, our rivals up in the Bronx, the Yankees, are linked to these names as well. Of course, everybody want to play with Garrett Cole as well. That's another dynamic duo there. Insane. You feel me? Which is like shit. But then we could take their guy, DJ, from him. He says we could we could give a Yankees run for their money. We could make things happen. You know what I mean? It's going to make this Subway Series nice. But the thing is, man, 
It's the Mets time, bro. And like, please, with things looking up for us, we gotta get it going. We gotta have fun, bro. Like, I want so many heads. Even the Yankees were willing to offer their list. They would listen to trading Gary Sanchez. Like, goddamn. Like, you really want to go, you dude? Like, come on. And going back to DJ, bro, that dude said himself, he's not going to accept their qualifying offer. So we're going to be Gucci, man. We're going to be Gucci. So, like... Ah, man, oh, man. Let's see what happens. It's just a lot of rumors right now. I just want to, like, these these are a few rumors, like, like, that I I just, like, you know, popped in my head right now, bro. That's like, God damn. But, you know, there's going to be more coming, man. And then there's a few episodes I got coming up for you guys. going to be crazy. It's going to be insane, man. So, you know. Stay tuned for these things, man, because we working, G, and we got a lot of things popping out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.